Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Sitting across 31 year old Jackie Wang, he is co founder of Grapple Asia. They're a media platform and an event based company. It's just amazing because he tells me that he was at one time overweight. I can't believe it looking at this guy sitting in front of me. He's so trim and fit. He first started playing poker though in 2010 and then went on to have a career. As a professional online poker player All the way till 2013 But that all took a toll on his health He gained 50 kilograms Once weighed 130 kilograms And then turned towards a more active lifestyle He hit the gym and fell in love with grappling. And here he is sitting before me with a business based on it. You're launching an eight-country submission grappling tour officially sanctioned by the Abu Dhabi Royals. Is that true? That's absolutely right. Well, Derek, first up, welcome to Influence. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Great to have you with me. Very excited to be here today. Also joining us is Derek Fonza, co-founder of Grapple Asia and CEO of Grapple Asia. Now, for the audience just listening in, share with us uh, what a grappling tour is all about. Is it this is this mainly for sport or for entertainment? Right. So it's a combination of both. What we try to focus on is to highlight grassroots heroes, which is exactly why we're going to these countries ourselves and really searching for the talent that's out there. And ultimately, with all grassroots stories, it's great. There's always a lot of support from the local crowds. And ultimately, we feel like we are giving them the best platform to really showcase their skills in terms of grappling. So it's a mix of sport and entertainment. Absolutely right. And meant to celebrate the local sports heroes. Absolutely right. Terrific. It also sounds like a narrative that we've heard for 1FC, which is the incumbent. So do you see Grapple Asia as complementary to the incumbent 1FC? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I would like to take us just a little bit further back just to introduce, ultimately, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is part of a subset, which is mixed martial arts. And that's what One Championship focuses on. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu comes first. It's a base that you have to develop in order to be able to progress to MMA as a whole. Therefore, if anything, we're definitely complementing to the system. And yes, we're definitely all just helping local heroes grow. How did the business start? How does an online poker player, who's very successful, by the way, give us a sense of your success in that field and then the transition? Right. Okay, so I started playing poker when I was in college in Sydney. And what happened was it basically consumed my life. I fell in love with the game, more so as a mind sport than anything else. In uh, 2012, I was Singapore's number one ranked online poker player. And with that came basically 80 hours a week of just staring at a computer screen. Early 2013, I realized I wasn't breathing as well, actually. And that was when I was actually really worried about myself. And honestly, I think I might have been in denial for three or so years because the weight gain was gradual and it was there and it was very apparent. But um, to me, I was so focused on really just making money and and driving my own life forward that I, I wasn't focusing on my health. And so therefore, when I found that I was starting to have uh, breathing issues or slight breathing issues, it wasn't that serious, but it was a noticeable change for myself. Therefore, I've always been active. I've played sports my whole life. I've been a student athlete my whole life. Basketball, tennis and golf has always been my main sports. And ultimately, I knew that I needed to get back into a more active lifestyle. And in 2013, Evolve MMA had just opened in Orchard Central. So I have a close friend who's also a high school buddy that so, just so happened to introduce me to one of the owners of uh, Evolve MMA, which also so happens to be one of my old schoolmates as well. And because I also live near Orchard, it just made a lot of sense for me to try out martial arts. I've never done any sort of martial arts, but 
honestly, the trial class in, I was hooked. And yeah, five years later, we're here. So Evolve MMA opens your eyes up to the beauty of grappling. Absolutely BJJ right. BJJ in particular. Absolutely right. And how does it then, how does this passion become a business? One of the main things that Singapore was lacking was always good competitions or at least a platform where competitors can come and feel safe and everything is our schedule is i mean we, we run our events relatively smoothly so i think that i met jackie about two years ago and during that point it was sort of a hobbyist type sport in terms of tournaments you know there wasn't a major tournament happening in singapore during that time so uh, at the time that i met jackie there were a couple of things that happened in the industry that made us realize that we need to make a transition and make this a business right so ufc in particular was sold for four billion about two and a half years ago to WME, which is a talent agency. So that was the kind of first signal that, oh, we maybe should take this a little bit seriously, you know, and that was, you know, step number one. And then step number two, we mentioned earlier, was 1FC, and they've had significant traction in terms of the number of events over the last five years, and, you know, they've recently received a lot of investment from A Temasek, and their Series D funding now that just closed probably a year ago. Sequoia Capital. So those were the two major signals that MMA was going in a certain direction and that jujitsu and grappling would also grow as a result. Because like uh, Jackie mentioned earlier, it's sort of the entry level foundation to have if you're going to be a mixed martial artist. You have to succeed on the ground as well as standing up. And a lot of people in Asia, for whatever reason, do not have the ground access that maybe matured in California 10 years ago. Yeah. How much revenue growth is Grapple Asia expecting from this tour? And give us a sense of the scale of the tour. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll stay away from the specifics of revenue now, but I can say that we do five events. Last year, we did five events in two countries, right? Which is doesn't sound like a ton, but expanding to another country is always a special experience. I think this year, we did five events in three countries, adding India to the list, which was a very special So your uh, roster, can you give us a sense of the growth of your roster? So the, yes. Yeah, so the roster in terms of A, events is supposed to go to 21 events next year. Wow. Yeah, so from 5 to 21 is sort of the scale we're looking to grow at. We're and of course, this is solely based on the fact that, you know, more events, more content and... More athletes, more talent. Give us a sense of how big you think the market is for grappling tours in Asia. That is a good question. I would say the entire sponsorship market's about $60 billion, right? And the entire media distribution market's about a trillion dollars right now. So, it's just going to be a, a matter of how much we can grow in these areas, A, in content and B, in sponsorships. And of course, if you see one championship recently started a talent management division, which just signals that... Amongst amongst many other divisions, of (laughs) course. True, true. Yeah, you can just see that different areas to start to grow your business. And these are some of those areas, right? Sponsorships, media deals, talent management and movies, esports. What is Grapple Asia doing in the area of content? This is quite unique because you're not just coming up. I think with 1FC, we saw maybe initially the competitions and then the tourists take off within Asia, the roster growing, and then, you know, sort of pay-per-view or the ability to watch content generated by 1FC. But you're sort of coming out strong with content to begin with as content creators. One of the main things that we secured early on as a team is our creative department. We have a bunch of guys that are super talented with graphic design, video making, um, yeah, pretty much the full spectrum for our creative department. And because we have all these resources, we felt like 
Oh, just to be clear, I mean, we've been doing events for now five years. Derek used to run the company uh, under a different name before I came in, before we made the transition into a tech platform, into a media platform. So, yeah. Share with me a little bit about how the content strategy side of things fits in with the business strategy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just about growing the audience. People need to enjoy the sport of MMA, which we can clearly see that they have, right? If we talk about MMA now, people are like, ah, yes, I know, I know Conor McGregor, right? I know Angela Lee, right? And that just signifies the growth of a star, stars in the sport and uh, people that enjoy supporting these stars, you know? And if we continue to do things like that, that's as a result of content, get sharing their stories, how they got there, where they're going. That's the overall... That's but you're not relying on local media broadcasters to carry your content. Are you reaching out to your audience directly? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the most important phase, right? You have to connect to them directly via your own channels. And if you have complementary channels, fantastic. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the business and where you see it going in the near near term. Right, so like we mentioned, eight countries launching in 2020. Preferably, we'd like to cover as many countries across Asia as we can, being called Grapple Asia, and yeah. absolutely. How are the fighters selected? There are two ways they're selected. There's the open competition where anyone can attend, and then there's the national-level competition where you need to have a passport for the country to attend. At the end of next year, we hope to host this championship that is basically open to all Asian passport holders. Okay, and I understand the ADDC mm-hmm. World Championship, which is the world's biggest grappling competition. Mm-hmm. Grapple Asia is going to be hosting the Asia Championship. Is this a first for Asia? This would be a first for Singapore, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Um, they're generally run by either uh, the Japan hosts or we're talking about Kazakhstan hosts, Absolutely. which are more renowned for their grappling prowess as a country, right? So the global license holder for the ADCC brand is a guy called Marco. And Marco is from Finland, and 20-odd years ago, he wanted to run competitions in Finland, and he wanted to find a brand that was reputable and respectable and would drive crowds. Therefore, having gone to Abu Dhabi to compete in one of the ADCC competitions, he got in contact, or he must have impressed somebody, because ultimately he is our top guy in terms of who's allowed to run events sanctioned by, ultimately, Abu Dhabi Combat Club, which is owned by either the Prince. Well, it sounds like great things are ahead. Thank you so much for coming by. Jackie Wang, the co-founder of Grapple Asia, and Derek Fonza, CEO and also co-founder of Grapple Asia. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.